0: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
4: VTW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
0: This is VCN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VCN, the sports betting network.
4: Welcome back, in. Visan, final countdown, hour two. Stormy Bonantoni and Matt Brown with you live from Las Vegas at our South Point studio just outside of the Sportsbook. And, um, we just wrapped up a lot of college football talk. Time mm. to get back to the NFL. Um, this point in the week, we're starting to see a lot more injury news come through. For the Baltimore Ravens, by the way, J.K. Dobbins, back to being a full participant in practice. Good for my fantasy team. Thank you. Yes. You really needed that. Uh, Marlon Humphreys, however, with a groin issue, was is limited. Ronnie Staley did not practice. And this is just – it's a little bit nerve-wracking. I feel like if you have – if you're backing the Ravens, especially knowing – what happened mm-hmm. to them injury-wise a year ago, but it just is compounding already early. Already,
3: They already lost an offensive lineman. They already lost a corner. Now, three of their five corners that they uh, that they have on the roster, all three, three of the five appeared on the injury report. Now, Marcus Peters did get a full practice in today, so that's at least the good thing with all that. But Marlon Humphreys limited, and then also Brandon Stevens was a DNP. So the two guys other than them on the roster that do play cornerback for a professional living – Are rookies, so you are getting then the Dolphins coming in with Tyreek Hill, with uh, with uh, Mike Gesicki, with all these weapons now in a new offense, with uh, maybe some rookie quarterbacks out on the field. So this could be this could be a very interesting situation. We will monitor heavily, heavily this Ravens injury report come tomorrow because this is going to be something that if they're down two offense, two talk, two starting offensive linemen, and two starting. Corners, this could be this could be bad news for them in this game.
4: Absolutely. Line where it sits right now. Ravens three and a half point favorite over the Dolphins in Baltimore total 44 and a half. Um, Let's get back to Thursday night football, though. Time for prop watch as we take a deep dive into the potential prop betting opportunities for the primetime game. Good reminder, something I'm mad at myself that we did not acknowledge in the opening hours that this game is going to be on Amazon Prime. Um, And I think that's an important note for betters. If you are somebody who maybe didn't have an opinion on the side or total coming in, like to get involved live, there could be a pretty significant delay. So maybe wait till the commercial breaks um, if you do. And I mean, that's probably a good rule of thumb just in general when you're live betting, right?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, rest of country, the apps have gotten so good that like you can I mean, football a lot of times will give you the opportunity to kind of get in between plays and stuff like that. But like, that's when it's on TV and like typically not even on satellite TV, you need to be on cable. You can kind of get that done. I, I have satellite TV. I know that I'm far enough behind where my live bet. If I'm trying to get in is like likely to be stale in you basketball
4: know. specific, like that's yeah. a sport where it drives me nuts because I yeah. can just actively see things that are happening yeah.
3: and you know, for a fact, you're not getting you in. Do. Yeah. You're getting a bad you, there. There are three, two possessions ahead of you in basketball, but this one is definitely significant because there is going to be a delay. It doesn't matter what you could have the fastest internet on the face of the planet. It doesn't matter. Like there's going to be a delay in this game. So yes, commercial breaks, timeouts, different things like that would be the way to kind of go about this. Obviously the natural breaks in the quarters and halftime and stuff. So that would be where I'd be looking to get in, in these games and not kind of live. Cause again, the books are going to be way ahead two of plays, three plays ahead of you at that point. And so the number you're betting on is reflective of what they already know has happened. And so you don't want it. You don't, you don't want that for sure. So uh, keep that in mind tonight.
4: Absolutely. Um, and I'll be interested just to see what the product is like on Amazon Prime. So Thursday Night Football tonight on the streaming service. And let's get to some of these props. What is one that immediately when you were going through the numbers said, okay, I feel like I have an, ed- an edge here tonight?
3: Yeah. So I talked to this in the first block and going to continue on here. I mean, this is 10 targets that I would have given to Keenan Allen and where are those going to go? Yeah, And go? so those got to get divvied up. And I think that Austin Eckler is going to be the one that gets the most out of those targets. I think Austin Eckler out of the backfield, getting the ball into his hands, having him try to make some plays in space is the way to go for this Chargers team. He is the guy that, listen, Josh Palmer's fine. Gerald Everett's fine. DeAndre Carter's fine. Mike Williams is a different type of receiver. Like, they're all, they'll all get theirs, maybe a couple of extra ones here and there. But I think that the big beneficiary is going to be Austin Eckler out of the backfield. I think they might even line up Austin Eckler in the slot a couple of different times. Just anything to kind of get him involved and get the ball in his hands. And so I like the yardage and the receptions. I played both. I played the over to the 37 and a half and the over five and a half, I mean, over the four and a half. So, you know, maybe I can get a, you know, a split if something goes wonky there. But I think that they're both going to get home tonight if this game kind of plays out like I think. I think both of these teams are going to play each other identically defensively. I think both of these teams are going to sit back, not pressure these quarterbacks a ton, like from a blitzing perspective, and make them have to throw against a full complement of defenders out there. Because I think that's the only way, what well, we know for a fact is the only way you can defend Patrick Mahomes. He just destroys... The blitz as it is, and I think that that that's Herbert what's has crazy got, is. That's crazy yeah. he's
4: better. You know, Yo, we talk better. about we talk yes. about all of these players that like, oh yeah, if it's a clean pocket, of course mm. they're going to have success. But he's somebody that's even better when the pressure's coming. out. Yeah,
3: he's at he. he's gotten he's gotten it down so perfectly where it's like he knows to throw right back at where the guy's blitzing from, and he know like you can watch him. It is like oh you're coming from here, and he's looking right there and throwing like instantly to the right side for whichever side the blitzes are coming from. He's just so fantastic with all that. And I think that they're probably going to play Herbert the same way, right? I think they're going to try to make him be a little bit more patient. Be a li- and, and again, it probably plays into their favor here to do that because Keenan Allen is the savvy receiver that knows how to go and find the holes in the defense and sit down and help his quarterback out. And he's not going to be out there and that's not really Mike Williams game. So now you're trusting one of these other guys who again, are fine, mm-hmm. but they're not like you know they're not Keenan Allen to go and try to find these soft spots in the defense to do things like that. So I actually think they're probably going to play against each other identically here, which is why I'm on the yeah. under as well. Like I think it's going to be kind of more of this like chess match thing that's going on out there.
4: My favorite prop is on the Chiefs side, and I'm going to need some good juju for this one. Juju Smith-Schuster, I see what you did there. 55 and a half receiving yards, which is now 56 and a half, but I still like it. Um, without Tyreek Kill, a lot of the conversation coming into this. Game and coming Mm. into the season was about how it's going to be more receiver by committee type of an approach. And we did see that to a degree week one. Four different players caught touchdown passes. Six different guys had three or more catches. Nine caught a pass from Patrick Mahomes. But 200 of Patty Mahomes 360 yards last week were divvied up between Travis Kelsey and Juju Smith-Schuster. Nearly half the targets, half the receptions of that whole group went to those two guys. So this is an attractive bet to me based a lot on volume. Juju had nine targets, six receptions, 79 yards. And I think, again, because of that committee narrative, this number is a little bit more suppressed than it should be. Also a really good matchup with Bryce Callahan as the primary defender in the slot, who gave up a 95.8 passer rating against the Raiders in week one. Smith Schuster is also a yak machine. By the way, he was one of the top four players in the NFL a season ago in terms of yards after catch mm-hmm. 51% of his yards came after he had the ball in his hand. So I think he can make some things happen and get over this number.
3: This is kind of, we're, we're, we're simpatico on this. And it's also leads me into the other one, which is I'm playing overs on both him and Travis Kelsey in this game. And listen, What we want is these guys getting out there and being on the field, and that's one of the things where we're looking at what did we see last week. This offense basically runs through Juju and Juju. Travis Kelsey Juju out there on eight ran routes on 80% of the past dropbacks. That was the highest percentage of anybody on the team higher than Travis Kelsey. I might add who ran mm-hmm. routes on 75% of the dropbacks. Juju gets 21% target share. Kelsey gets 23% target share and the scraps go to all the other guys out there. And it's just, that's how this offense is going to function. They're going to run it through these two guys. And so if you look, the other thing that's pretty interesting from a yardage perspective, specifically On Juju, if you look, his reception prop is set right now at five and a half. So they're saying he is going to get somewhere, you know, five or six catches. His average depth of target this past week was 10.5 yards down the field. So if he does get anywhere even close to what is projected for him in that five to six to seven catch range, he's going to get over this 55 and a half for sure. Because, listen, that's just the average depth of target. Now, like you said, after you catch it and you run and different things like that can happen. So really, really do like both of those guys from a prop perspective tonight. Because, again, I do believe there's going to be soft coverage. And, hey, we're going to make you go underneath over and over and over again. We saw this even last week with Kelsey, right? I mean, Kelsey just kind of went out there, and he just kind of sat down. I mean, and he just was finding the little spots, and that's what Kelsey does.
4: So I can't bet this, Mm -hmm. but there is a same game parlay on DraftKings right now that I really like that's available plus 325 odds, and it is – Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown, which mm-hmm. he is the most bet anytime touchdown. Minus 150 juice, and it just keeps going up and up, yeah. by the way. Um, but Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown, the Chiefs to win, and Patrick Mahomes to get over 300 yards. That, to me, is going to be the most difficult part of this whole yes. conversation. Because you and I both kind of think that the Chiefs have yeah. the edge here and are going to more likely to win this game at
1: home. Um, Save but,
3: your angry tweets. We understand that these same-game parlays – don't pay yes. exactly what parlays. We get it. We understand. They're allowing you to make correlated bets. There's a trade-off. Save your angry tweets. Yes, but like, the, whatever, exactly. You know? There is a trade-off, yeah.
4: and I like the trade-off in this yes. one, and I really wish that I could wager this one. But the, the, Patrick the, other, Mahomes the, had, the other
3: thing about Kelsey that I like about the the deal about him to score a touchdown as well is we saw this several times last year is they can get like they can get down to like the three-yard line and they do that little shovel pass to him. Yes. Right. Like so he's basically yes. like the running back almost in those in those scenarios. So it's like if they get to the three, it's not like he's kinda taken out because they're gonna give it to Clyde Edwards A'Laire or something like that or whatever. Like that's not the case even for the Chiefs. So you even have the inside the five chance with a guy yes. like Kelsey as well.
4: And I know three hundred yards for Patrick Mahomes is like that's obviously a very large Mm -hmm. number, but he had 360 week one. He had more 300 yard games a season ago than he did not. So I just, I like the correlated play all those things together. I had one more prop here too. chiefs rookie running back Isaiah Pacheco over 11 and a half rush yards last week. He had only two carries in the second quarter and didn't touch the ball again until the fourth, but ended up leading the team in carries yards and rushing touchdowns. And yes, the chiefs did have a very large lead. So you get the rookie Mm -hmm. a little bit more involved here, but here's why I like the number Um, when this kid hits a hole it is lightning speed had a 437 40 at the combine two of his carries in that game last week over 10 yards had one for 22 so potentially if you just get him a couple of touches and he gets through the hole he's gonna get over 11 and a half yards
3: and you get and you also have the opposite the the, the other way that this gets home as well we saw he was actually the one that was in there to ice the game last week as well which was interesting so if the Chiefs happen to get a big lead in this game they closed out with him which was odd to me but like that's what we saw last week and so again if that carries over this week if the Chiefs do handle this game then he could easily get over this because he's the guy that's kind of closing things out
4: I like it I like it a lot uh when we come back visa betting analyst Adam Burke has a prop for tonight in pocket as well his approach to this weekend's game in college football NFL and Thursday night don't go anywhere
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary VTW. void reward prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus this is CBS final countdown with Stormy Bonatone and Matt Brown on FS the sports betting network
4: where are my horse racing fans at? We've got a good one for you. First Bet wants to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park on October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize package includes free airfare, hotel tickets to the races, plus a $1,000 betting voucher from First Bet. Head over to vsun.com slash horses to register now. Uh, Stormy Bonantoni and Matt Brown with you live from Las Vegas at the South Point Studio. Time to welcome in vsun's own betting analyst and contributor, Adam Burke, at Skating Tripods on Twitter, talking all things NFL and college football. Adam, first of all, how's your back feeling, buddy? How are you? You okay?
5: I'm good. It hurts a little bit, but uh, getting a little bit better each day here. So hopefully I'll be back in there with you guys next week.
4: Yes, we miss you in the flesh, my friend. But uh, I know there's lots of opportunities tonight to get on the app, make some wagers on Thursday night football. Chiefs and Chargers going head to head. Um, I know you have a prop specifically in this game. But first off, what's your general feel of how things are going to go with these two offenses? A very high total coming into tonight. Matt likes the under, the public likes the over. How do you feel?
5: Well, I think it's kind of tricky because you look at what Kansas city did last week against Arizona. And I mean, they did anything that they wanted in the passing game. Patrick Mahomes was virtually flawless in that game, but Arizona's secondary is very, very bad. So I don't know if we were, if we really want to take too much away from that game. Meanwhile, the Raiders are a good team and the Chargers took care of business, even with the injury to Keenan Allen. So it's kind of hard to grade these two teams based on week one going into this short week and week two, but they were close games last year. Both games decided by six points, one of them going to overtime. So I'd expect this game to be close, at least for the majority of it, but we'll see how much that Keenan Allen injury affects the Chargers offense.
3: So let's take a look here then at the prop that you do have for the evening. And it's an anytime touchdown prop.
5: Yeah. So like I said, with Keenan Allen out, somebody's going to have to get the targets because the chargers are a team that at times they can run the football effectively, but they want to run this offense through Justin Herbert and understandably. So, so look at Josh Palmer tonight, who's kind of their wide receiver three behind Mike Williams and Allen and Palmer's a guy last year in his three games with his three highest snap counts scored a touchdown in all three of them. So I figure he gets a lot of activity here in tonight's game. He was out there for 75% of the offensive snaps in week one. I would expect that number to be the same or higher here in week two. And this game projects to be something of a shootout. I don't disagree with your take on the under here, Matt, but the total is in the mid fifties, implying that we will have some points. We know that Justin Herbert can put them up if he needs to, it's like Josh Palmer, anytime touchdown, it's plus 255 at DraftKings and first touchdown at 19 to one. Uh, maybe not that bad of a gamble either.
4: I always like betting the first touchdown. I am I do one on each side so that I feel a little bit better about myself, but it's just fun to get in on. Uh, as we look ahead to more of these week two games, One line that's a little bit on the move here, the Colts three and a half uh, taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville this week. We saw Michael Pittman Jr. uh, not out there practicing today, dealing with a little bit of an injury. Does that give you any pause or any cause for concern in backing the Colts this week?
5: Yeah. You know, look, the injury reports are actually very busy across the league here. A lot of wide receivers kind of banged up a lot of guys missing practice here on Wednesday and Thursday. So that's always a concern. And typically why I don't bet a lot of NFL early on in the week, just because the injuries are so critical in this league, because the gaps between the teams aren't really all that large. I still think there's a pretty sizable gap between these two teams, though, the Colts and the Jaguars. Jacksonville could not get off the field on third down against Washington. The commanders were seven for 10 on the money down, so they were able to sustain drives. Carson Wentz had a nice game. And the Colts, look, I get it. You know, tying the Texans as a touchdown favorite is not a good look. But oftentimes, I think those teams are a little bit undervalued going into week two, week three, week four. It's a similar concept to what I look at in college football. If you lose to an FCS team or you lose as a double digit favorite, something like that, everybody discards you. Nobody wants to bet on you. There tends to be some betting value on those teams. I think there's some betting value on the Colts this week. I mean, offensively. Yeah, they took them until the fourth quarter to get going. But when they did, they were very, very efficient. And the Jaguars are a team in transition. They're trying to grow this thing a little bit. So I do like the Colts here. If you find three and a half, that's obviously preferred to four. But I do think minus four is still okay if that's all that you can get.
3: Yeah, DeForest Buckner didn't practice on Thursday either for this Colt squad, so something to monitor tomorrow when the final injury reports do come out. Uh, This is a teaser leg that I have in the account as well, so I'm interested to hear your thoughts behind it and basically just to confirm that I did the right thing here, Adam, Saints and Bengals.
5: Yeah. Saints and Bengals. I mean, look, we're going through that three and seven corridor, which when you're doing a six point teaser, you've got to get the three and the seven. That's the way that you maximize your investment when playing a teaser. So in this case, you take the Saints up to plus eight and a half. You take the Bengals down to minus one and a half. I know there's some Bengals minus seven. That's kind of come across today here in the market as well. But look, I'd be very surprised if Joe Burrow throws four interceptions in this game against Dallas. One of them was a pick six last week against Pittsburgh And Dallas just didn't look good with Dak Prescott without Dak Prescott. They're bad in the trenches right now. The offensive line injuries are a concern defensively. They've got some issues at the line of scrimmage. So I think Cincinnati does win this game and covers that one and a half point teaser leg. And frankly, I think the Saints could win the game outright, but I'll go ahead and take the cushion of the eight and a half as opposed to the two and a half with a game that's got a fairly low scoring expectation given the total.
4: I was thinking maybe doing the Bengals and Vikings take the two up to the eight uh, at the Eagles. And I know you have a play on the total in that game, Vikings, Eagles uh, total in that one sitting at 50 and a half. Which side do you like?
5: Well, you do get the three and the seven. If you're taking a teaser, the concern that I would have is I do think it's a high scoring game that increases the degree of variance, which kind of makes a teaser a little bit less optimal in a game such as that. But as I said, you are getting the three and seven. That's nothing to argue with honestly, I, I kind of like Minnesota in this game. I, I like both of these teams coming into this season. They're both loaded with skill position talent, but nobody can cover Justin Jefferson right now because Kevin O'Connell finds creative ways to get him open. And if teams are going to sell out to try and stop Jefferson, Adam Thielen's not bad. You know, they've got KJ Osborne's a pretty decent receiver. They've got plenty of options there for Kirk cousins. I think Minnesota could win this game. I do think it's a high scoring game, especially after we saw Philadelphia. Put up a bunch of points with a mobile quarterback in Justin Hurts or uh, Jalen Hurts, excuse me, last week. But I think we get some fireworks on Monday Night Football. And that's the reason why I'd be a little bit less eager to take Minnesota in a teaser leg, but I don't think it's a bad play because of the equity you get adding three and seven.
4: I just need Kirk Cousins to perform on a Monday night. Just
3: do Come just, on. Listen, just win. I just need wins. I don't care. Just win. Vikings continue <laughs> to win. Keep winning. I have all of the wins things on the Vikings. Uh, Adam, let's head over to college football. And, uh, this is a game that I'm pretty interested to hear your take on one that I can't look at without having, you know, bias. So I'm glad <laughs> to hear your, your thoughts on it, Mr. Mississippi State over LSU.
5: Yeah, so look, I really like this Mississippi State team. I have all year long. I have all off season long. Will Rogers is just the perfect quarterback for this scheme, and he's off to a very nice start. Nine to two touchdown interception ratio. And I know people are going to say, okay, well, they played Memphis in Arizona. And okay, fine. But you know, Memphis, that was a game that they had circled. That was a revenge game for them. They came out, blew them out like they were supposed to. And that game last week against Arizona was not as close as the final score. And I like this Arizona team, a team that sadly beat stormy and San Diego state squad uh, back in week one. But I do like this Arizona team to take a big leap forward in Jed fish's second year and Mississippi state handled them without a problem. Yes. LSU is a step up in class specifically from a talent standpoint, but Mississippi state, a lot of continuity, a lot of stability there with that team, with that program. And for LSU, I don't really know what we're going to get. And they were dominated for three plus quarters by Florida state in that week. One game on Monday night. So, or on Sunday night, excuse me. So I think that Mississippi state is the side here. I'll lay the two, lay the two and a half. If it gets up to three, it's a little bit dicier. I have this game, Mississippi state minus three and a half. I think at two and a half, I think the Bulldogs are worth a look here.
4: Adam, I know it was unintentional, but you just wrecked the lives of both Matt and I here talking about, like, he needs, L- he loves LSU. He needs LSU. And you make the comment about Arizona and San Diego State, just heart's breaking mm-hmm. all around the Vison studio here. So thanks for that. Uh, any other game, though, as you look at the college football slate? And again, you, Tim, and the gang do a great job with the Vison college football betting podcast um, regularly throughout the course of the week. Anything else that really stood out to you on this weekend's card?
5: I'll spare your producer Steph. I won't say anything about Tom Brady here for the rest of the segment. (laughs) So I'll I'll let her kind of slide there with that one. Uh, As far as some other games I like this week in college football, (laughs) I try. Uh, I like Maryland. You know, I know that somebody with very big influence out there in the market took that line from three and a half to two and a half yesterday backing SMU. I don't really agree with the line move. I have it Maryland minus six. I think this is going Mm. to be a big time offensive shootout, but I got some value around some key numbers based on my power ratings and, and maybe I'm a little bit low on SMU, but I wanted to be high on Maryland coming into the season. I think they're a team that's definitely improving. Mike Loxley's second time around as a head coach is going a lot better. So I like this Maryland team with SMU in the ultimate look ahead spot. They play their former head coach, Sonny Dykes in the iron skillet rivalry game next week against TCU and those two teams do not like each other. It's a major recruiting battle in the Dallas Fort Worth area add this Dykes angle to the mix. I think SMU kind of looks past this game a little bit, especially if they get down. So I do like Maryland in that one. And the last one, Colorado state, Washington state has a total of 54. They might need three halves to get over 54 points because those are two slow plotting, non-explosive offenses. So I like the under 54 in Colorado state, Washington state this weekend.
4: Good stuff. As always, Adam really appreciate the time.
5: Absolutely. Take care guys.
4: Adam Burke at skating tripods on Twitter. Uh, regular articles on vsn.com as well and like I said doing a great job with the podcast we have him every week here on vcin final countdown a lot of the conversation we had just now talking teasers involved some of those key numbers talking about going through the three and the seven Matt's got a key number 101 when we come back as well as looking at some NFL win totals that have been on the move after week one right or wrong is there some value in looking at them Start your football season on the right foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance, recap of top plays made by VSIN show host and guest Matt Brown. You are driving me insane. But if you do VSIN Pro, you get 24 7 video and access to all of this shenanigans, season prep, including our weekly pro and college football matchup guides covering every game all season long, pro tips, pro tools as well. Sign up on our discounted football special and get VSIN Pro access for everything we do from now through the Super Bowl, just seventy-five dollars or 50% off the monthly subscription for an all year to become smarter all year long. vsun.com slash subscribe. I hate you so much. Do do, do do, do do, 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 Breaking do. news. Breaking news. Dun, dun, dun. Breaking news. So. Evidently, it is looking like our guy, J.C. Jackson, is going to make his Chargers debut tonight after all, according to a posted <laughs> a and now deleted deleted story on his Instagram, posted in black and white. Y'all know what time it is. Delete
3: life, and I imagine he has been scolded for this. Yes. Like, hey, let's not tell the Chiefs let's that they're going to have to yeah, deal anything. with you today. Yes. Instead, um No he,
4: movement on the line, but— yeah, As of right no, now, still at four. No,
3: no movement on the line. But, I mean, listen, that's a that's a big thing for this team. I did not expect him to go in this one. And we'll see just how much he actually plays. But, yeah, that is a that is a huge, huge thing for them. The, one of their massive, massive offseason moves, which is why I was so high on this Chargers team, was to get him in that secondary. So, we, we'll see how effective he is and how much he actually plays. But does look like he's going to give it a go, or at least he thinks he's going to give it a go.
4: Yes. Interesting, though. Enough to
3: make it. IG official. You know. <laughs>
4: Y'all know what time it is. <laughs> I didn't know this was um what's the what's the rapper? Why am I blanking? He's always here at the South Point. What's his name? Flavor Bailey flavor, Flavor flavor, Y'all Flav. know what time it is.
3: Flavor Flav.
4: flavor. Flavor flavor out there. That's all I could think about when I first saw it. him like, yeah. fl- at the
3: airport last time. Flavor at the airport like 3 weeks ago. Did or, he have or a a clock month ago on? or something like that. Yes, he had a cough. Cl- of course he had it. A- Once you do that, you can't Go in public Did you ever without watch that, that show? Like you can't no.
4: His love show? Uh-uh. <laughs> I just still think it's it was incredible. That show, Rock of Love. Uh, shot at Love with Tila Tequila. I was so into all of the, those, like, trash TV shows in my teenage years. Anyways, anywho, we have more important things to talk anywho. about today. Uh, something that we were discussing, talking teaser legs, mm-hmm. was key numbers. Numbers to go through, numbers not to go through. And while there are obviously so many established bettors that love listening to the network, I know we've got a lot of new people as well. So just want to give a little key numbers 101 on why it's important and why we talk about these things the way we do.
3: Yeah, I mean, like this is one of those things. If you're, if you're just getting into sports betting, probably the one thing you've heard the absolute most about is key numbers. Like that is what everyone likes to talk about. That is what everyone references. And is for good reason, specifically from a spread standpoint. I mean, if we take a look, there is, and we, we really, really focus on three and seven, but six has become a much, much more popular number as well. And should be considered a key number whenever we talk about this, because since 2015 landing on three, of all games have landed on the number three, 7% 7 7.03 to be exact have landed on six, 9.51 have landed on seven. So if you look at the three and the seven, which is the ones that we focus on all the time, a quarter of all games land on either three or seven. And if you add the six in there, we're talking about nearly a third Mm -hmm. of all games are landing on, On those three numbers, which is why we make such a big deal about a number when it's like, oh, it moved off the three to either two and a half or to three and a half. Right. Because for it to go off of that three, it's a big deal because we're talking about, again, 15% of games landing on this number and the same thing that we say about seven. And again, I think we're going to start considering six a little bit more of a key number as well. And the reason we say since 2015 that was the year that they decided to move the extra point back and right. that was the year that we started to see more missed extra points, more two point conversions being gone gone for and different things like that because they prior to this and th- you'll see numbers that that are prior to 2040 but like extra points were 99 the reason they moved it back was that literally they were 99% it was a gimme. yeah it was they an were, automatic yeah it was like 99.3% of extra points got made so that I, I'm not saying it's bad data, but it's just like we need to kind of look at the stuff from 2015 forward to get a real snapshot of what we're looking at from, from the key number perspective. And still with that, that's why the six has really, really moved up over the course of the year. And like, listen, to a lesser extent, because we do have games that get, I'm not going to call it completely out of hand or anything, but, you know, 10 and 14 do come in at 5.6% on 10 and then 4.8% on 14 and, mm-hmm. As well and we even heard Steve talk about a little bit earlier that he he, he I could just tell by the way he was talking he plays some unconventional teasers as well where he was talking about taking an eight and a half up over the 14 and a, over the 14 because again we're talking about five percent of games that land on 14 if you're getting right. on the other side of 14 to 14 and a half you are gaining a little bit of equity in in that as well now the one two four five and eight those all are somewhere kind of like in the low 4%, right? Like those those numbers. So we don't really focus in on those quite as much as these other ones. But, again, significant but not quite as significant whenever we're talking about these key numbers. But, again, Stormy, it's like one of those things where I think people don't really realize whenever we are talking about the three and the seven, again, to a lesser extent, six, why we're so adamant about like, dude, it moved off the three. Yeah. Can you believe it's three and a half now? Or can you believe it's two and a half now? Or, hey, that seven turned to seven and a half or turned to six and a half, whatever it might be. Because these games just land so, so, so frequently on those numbers. And
4: also, how many times have you seen a hook bite you in the butt? It's yes. not great. Um, a 1000000000000 d times,
3: actually. <laughs> yeah, yes.
4: it's not ideal. But this is a little bit off topic from the key numbers conversation. Mm-hmm. But because we were talking about extra points, something that I did not reiterate yet on the show is that Harrison Butker, also the kicker for the Chiefs, is yes. not going to play tonight as well. So just important for you to note, if you're looking at any props or anything like mm-hmm. that, and I mean that's important. We've seen a lot of kicker fails here in Week One in the NFL well, season. Harrison Butker, one of the, of the guys
3: that has um, been at the ninety like something percent yes. from extra points, even since they since they moved it back. Whatever they went and signed Matt Amendola. If that, if you're a Jets fan, you know who Matt Amendola is. Got but, called
4: up from the practice yeah. squad after three days being signed to the team. So, so he was
3: thirteen of nineteen, I think it was last year in field goals. So I mean, again, not the greatest that you have to rely on. On him. So I don't know. Maybe we see an extra, you know, this is something you maybe want to put in your hand again, but maybe we see an extra couple of two point conversions or something like that. Which out of tonight?
4: BT dubs um, a successful two point conversion plus 330 on DraftKings. Food for thought. Mm. Kind of like that one. Just wanted actually, to throw that out there.
3: If we were doing a prop draft today, I would actually draft that one because there would be, I think there will There's be. opportunity a, for that. Yeah, that exactly I was going to say, I think that there probably will be a. a a chance or two for a two-point conversion. Because, again, like, I mean, they've known this They've known this guy for less than a week now, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, like, they've, they've known him for less than a week, so I don't think they're going to, you know, put him out there and, and just com- have complete trust in him unless he just was lights out on the practice squad <laughs> over the last few days. But, you know, how many kickers have we seen be lights? You know, we hear, oh, they're so awesome, and then next thing you know, they come out and, And blow the big kick but look we don't talk about totals really as much when it comes to key numbers but there are a few that i take into account really only two that i really take into account but the like 44 and 51 are the only totals these days that i really pay attention to both of those coming in at about five and a half percent of the time after that we get really we just start kind of getting into a more like ranges as opposed to like total numbers like 40 41 if you like if you kind of consider those both the same number those coming in at about 8% of the time so you can kind of look at the 40 to 41 and if you wanted to stretch that all the way out to like 43 40 like 40 to 43 then you're getting into that like 10% of the time that it falls in that range but there's no real super super key total numbers anymore outside of kind of 44 in 51, and to a lesser extent, 40. But, it, you know, we don't see too many 40-point games, right, you know, these do you days. Tease
4: lo- do you tease a lot of totals, generally speaking? I do not. I, 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 I typically so.
3: never, I typically never do it unless it's like a same-game same type game. teaser thing where I have a real – well, I have a conviction on how the game's going to play out. I either think it's going to be high-scoring or going to be low-scoring, one of the two. And I think that, you know, if it plays out that way, that that likely means that Team X, Y, or Z is going to do this, and that's kind of how I'll do it on, in a same-game type situation. But never just as a one-off in a leg of, of any kind of – anything like that. But, you know, it is something that I think we can look forward to just as we're looking at these totals. Like, you know, 51 is still semi-key. 44 is still semi-key whenever we're looking at totals. And so if a number does move through a 51 or below a 44 or whatever it might be, it's something we can at least pay attention to.
4: That total in the Jets-Browns game, 39 and a half. Sorry, i right. just scrolling through. Seriously, like- <laughs>
3: yeah. And I think the other interesting one on, the, on that graphic, though, just to let you know that how games sometimes can just completely get into shootouts, 14% of games have totals of 60 like end up with with 65 or more points scored right i mean like like you're you're looking at these games that that play into the 30s right and so you know f- we're looking at 14 out of every 100 games that we're getting these massive shootouts.
4: I mean, that's a good ex- example. Is just tonight's game the mm-hmm. highest total on the board set at fifty-four. Right. So it's not like you're going to see those higher totals night in and night out. And even this one, you like the under in it. So there we go. I do,
3: I do. And listen, I just it's 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 more. This more of not. This is not a knock on these offenses. I just want to say, like, not a knock on these offenses. I think both these teams have super bright futures. Again, I picked the Chargers to go to the Super Bowl. So it's weird that I'm betting against them tonight. It's just the injury situation that they're in that has me on the other side. But. You know, I think that these offenses are going to score tons of points throughout the course of the season. I don't think this is something that we carry over, like, with us, like, moving forward. I just think in this particular game tonight with the injury situation that's going on, that's kind of why I'm on the under.
4: We're going to step aside when we come back. Our final thoughts for Thursday night football and the contest lines came out. So teams and lines worth consideration um, if you're involved in the contest. Or, I mean, at this point, are you going for the booby? Be honest with yourself. What what are some games that you should do? Good luck and losing on purpose though. (laughs) (laughs) It's just as hard. It's just as hard. Don't go anywhere.
0: <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is V Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatone and Matt Brown on V
5: the sports betting network.
4: Welcome back to VSN Final Countdown kickoff the football season with Bet Rivers online sportsbook. Bet Rivers your go-to sportsbook for every line boost and special. Lace up for Week Two with Bet Rivers parlay insurance and touchdown insurance offers every Sunday all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs and if it loses, get your stake back as a free bet up to twenty-five dollars. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football every week and get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app. It's a whole new game. We are wrapping things up here, and you just saw in the commercial break JC Jackson on on the field and warm ups. On the field,
3: warming up. Take. Take that for what you will. I mean, he doesn't have pads on, obviously, or anything. So he's out there in street—well, not street clothes. He's in his sweatpants. He's in his sweats out (laughs) there warming up. But like you know, so game
4: time decision though. Feeling more and more likely when you combine him being out on the field right now and the deleted Instagram post. mm, Look at us.
3: I feel like we were doing some investigative journalism right there, but really it was just someone just posted it on the Twitter just, machine. We just have our We just tweet reported deck stuff. it. You know, it's someone fine.
4: else did it. Uh, we will, uh, at the very end here of this segment, give you our final thoughts on Thursday Night Football, but also today, no matter what contest you're in, our numbers are based off the circa million contest because that is one that I am more heavily involved in here. Those numbers came out today, but contests all over the country. Good just to get an idea mm-hmm. of where you want to go with these against the spread numbers.
3: And, and including at DraftKings, they have a contest that is very, very similar. Except you can make picks all the way up until the games kick off, which I think is a much more it would, I'm very greater advantage. Yeah, that. <laughs> greater advantage to the players, and, and certainly I think is really does showcase your, your skill better because, I mean, you can make picks earlier in the week if you want to to try to lock in a line, but you can also wait right up until game time to get your picks in if you want to wait and see where the line ends up somewhere along the way. So I do think it adds an element of skill to the competition, but we have what we have here, and so, yeah, these are these are fixed lines whenever they hit here on Thursdays.
4: Okay, so as you kind of went through some of these numbers, there's obviously going to be one or two that you're, you're liking more than the mm-hmm. other three that you have to select here. So what's one for you?
3: Yeah, well, I mean, look, I've if I'm willing to bet the dolphins at three and a half with my real money, then I should be able to play them at three and a half in this contest. And, you know, listen, the news that came out as we just talked about two segments ago, really does further my opinion on this dolphins squad here. I mean, if they're going to be down, if the Ravens are going to be down two starting offensive linemen and two starting corners in this game, I think the dolphins actually have a pretty good mismatch in this thing. And then also you look at the, what the dolphins do bring, on the defensive side of the ball, like you can say what you want to about two all day long, whether you think he's good, bad, or it's somewhere in the middle. But the defense for the Dolphins is good, and the defense is is the the safeties in particular are very very good. And when you're number one receiver, which the Ravens' number one receiver is a tight end, so you can have these tight these safeties that play for the Dolphins covering on Mark Andrews. And like I think there's just a lot of things that point to the Dolphins in this game. So I do like them at three and a half for sure. That's like the one that will will be in the account no matter what.
4: So similar thought process for you, for you, where you said, Hey, if I'm betting this as a standalone, why wouldn't I, I already told you, I think I like the Steelers this week mm-hmm. money line. So why wouldn't I take them plus two in the contest at home against a Patriots team that, I mean, call a spade, a spade, that mm. offense looked ugly. It looked brutal. And then you add into the fact that Mac Jones, whatever the back spasms may be he's not practicing as much this week. We'll see if that comes into account as far as the offensive chemistry goes, but I liked largely what I said. Saw early on, at least Mm -hmm. from the Steelers, I know there's going to be no TJ Watt this game or for the next month, but defensively, if they can just hold their own and do enough, that offense is having problems. Yeah. And
3: I don't look, it's, you want to have TJ Watt out there, but I mean, at the end of the day, this defense is still pretty deep. It's still a pretty deep defense. And again, I think the Patriots offense could be one of the worst 10 in the NFL. And maybe by the time it's all said and done, one of the worst five in the NFL, because of the way that the look, the personnel is just not very good, right? I mean, there's not a lot of dudes around Matt Jones. And so it's, it's hard to move the ball on a consistent basis. And I think we'll probably see that play out this week as well. I like that one. And that one's certainly going to be in consideration for me. I think the other one that I'm going to have to just kind of hold my nose and play is, is probably backing the Browns. And, and like, I don't want to back the Browns. And I never really want to back the Browns, but boy, that jets team really, really struggled in week one. And, Anytime you have to have Joe Flacco throw 59 times, things are not going well for you. Like, you do not want Joe Flacco throwing 59 times in a game. And I think it's one of those going to be super ugly and horrible and boring and you don't actually want to watch the game because the Browns run first team as it is Mm -hmm. anyway. They're just going to kind of grind it out. And it might come down to – the fourth quarter or whatever, and you're going to think that you're going to lose this thing. But I, I think that at the end of the day, this Brown squad, no matter who they roll out there, and if, even if it is Jacoby Brissett, is a touchdown better than the Jets I'm squad. just
4: laughing at myself because of the text that our wonderful producer, Stephanie Kamershack, sent us last night of the Elf, which is now at the center of the field for the Browns. She said, Browns by 100. That's,
3: that's also very, very true. They We have the Elf factor involved. Yes, going in this back to as the as well. Jim Brown
4: days. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, but yeah, I can see that. And again, just the Joe Flacco factor. As a starter, 0 for 10. His last two between his last two teams, and three and 17 um, wins and losses yeah. dating back to his time with Baltimore as a starter. So not ideal, but makes well as as a piece here in the contest. I'm trying to look through other ones that I just well, I feel confident in right now. And yeah, I I, mean, a I lot guess you could
3: do some game theory stuff, do. right? And like a lot of people don't want to lay these huge favorites, you know, like they don't want to lay these double digit ones. And so if you look and find one of those that you kind of love, you're probably going to be getting a fairly unique pick because anytime we get into these double digit favorites, people just don't want to lay those in these contests. And so, you know, if you, if you find, if anything, they want to take the points, right. And they want to come in on the other side. So if there is one that you think can actually cover be it a Packers against
4: the Broncos.
3: I mean, that one is very, very, very appealing. That one in the, and, and honestly, look, I I know the Packers, and I, I said that they're going to take a step back, and I'm on the Vikings in that division, all that. This Bears team is still very, very bad. We did not see anything that should lead you to believe that this Bears team is good in week one. So <laughs> if, if if anything, like this should be one where like you come in on the Packers and go, yeah. okay, look, there's still a su- – far superior team to this. Michael
4: Lombardi's been hammering this home this week, but for as bad as Trey Lance looked and the 49ers did lose that game, he thought Justin Fields looked worse and I I would agree. Like he, it's not Justin Fields was not the reason why the Bears came out and won that game. They struggled throughout the course of it. Um anyways, let's Yeah, get... Justin
3: Fields the 35th So listen, you know there's 32 quarterbacks that that <laughs> you know that start and then the you know backups get in. Justin Fields of the 35 quarterbacks that played last week was the 35th graded quarterback
4: Love that. in
3: all of the NFL. So he was below some of the backups that got lost. Plus, Aaron well.
4: Rodgers owns them, remember? There it is. There you got it. It's going to get yeah. ugly. Um, no, as for as bad as the Packers looked last week, that's also kind of a staple of their game. Week one, it's rough. Ideally, he gets a little bit more chemistry with these young receivers, and Christian Watson doesn't drop passes that are right in his hands and make his quarterback a little bit angry. Let's wrap up some final thoughts here, though. Got a, about three minutes left for how we feel about Thursday night football, your final in-pocket wagers.
3: Yeah, the look. I took the Chiefs at three and a half. This thing is sitting. I'm starting to see the four and a half start to come back again. So we're starting to see this is where we're going to get the with the four and a half hits. Then someone takes it and it goes back to four. So we're going to see this. I, I'm assuming over the next couple of hours of people wanting to bet the Chiefs, and as soon as the Chiefs get that, as soon as the the hook gets on there, then people are taking the four and a half. And I'm watching literally the screens lighting up as we're doing this <laughs> of, of, of the fours and four and a half's just kind of like going back and forth here. So it'll be a toggle. All the way through this chief team is one that I said multiple times was going to take a step back this year. I didn't know how they were going to perform without having Tyree kill out there. All that being said, one thing I do know is that they are at least rolling out there with the offense that they thought that they were going to have coming into the season that cannot be said for the chargers tonight without Keenan Allen out there without Donald Parham out there without it. Well, it looks like JC Jackson is actually going to give it a go on the defensive side of the ball, but on the offensive side, like Keenan Allen, what he does for this offense, how dynamic of a receiver that he is. And honestly, like I said, you can talk to all these guys that are far smarter than me that are, that are talent evaluators and say he's one of the very best route runners in getting separation and stuff. But despite not being all that fast, like he's one of the very best route runners in getting separation of receivers in the NFL and not having that guy out there to be able to consistently rely on and move the chains and things like that, I think is going to come back to bite them here. And again, if you are bullish on the Chargers, I would just bet the money line on this thing because they they will have either figured out how to neutralize this Chiefs offense and then they would just win the game outright. I do not think this game plays kind of like in that realm, right, in that close realm. And so with that, I'm also on the under because I think there's, you know, a chess match going on here. Familiarity between these two teams. And, you know, short week, the whole Mahomes wrist thing, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. J.C. Jackson looks like he's going to play now, could neutralize some of the offense that could be happening. So, um, on the on the Chiefs and the under.
4: Um, a couple props that I have. Uh, I am going to go ahead and do this Harrison Bucker um, with his absence being, like, mm-hmm. important. I think there could be a successful two-point conversion. So, I like that at plus 330. Also, give me that Juju, Juju Smith-Schuster yeah. over 55.5 receiving yards and the Chiefs rookie running back Isaiah Pacheco over 11.5 receiving yards. Rush yards, I think it could be very easy for him if he just gets one or two really good touches bursting through a hole and getting over that number. He led the team in the category Last week, and like we talked about, was put in some pretty interesting mm-hmm. situational positions. We're gonna wrap up this hour with our final pro tip, like we do every hour here on VSON. If you become a subscriber, VCN.com/slash subscribe, you get all 20 from every hour of VCN programming mm-hmm. throughout the day. But a big one that's important for us with this game is a reminder that streaming games, this is on Amazon Prime, um, Place your bets more strategically if you're getting involved live in commercial breaks during timeouts, that type of thing. Yeah, this is
3: listen. You are going to be behind no matter what. Whenever you put a whenever you put something in, whenever they are still within a drive, just do not do it. They know what happened three plays in advance, and you don't want to be at a at a bigger disadvantage than we already already are. The sportsbooks are already at a
4: big enough advantage. Mm -hmm. Don't give them more than they need. That is a wrap for us. But V Sin Prime Time coming up with Tim and Sean next. Zumo Play.